Hello and welcome to Outspoken. It's your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Amy Torbett and I'm personally shocked after our Instagram Q&A at how many people actually want to listen to us argue. I'm Sophie Torbett and my hairdresser has had COVID and been on holiday, so I currently have the worst regrowth of my life. I don't even think it looks that bad. It looks terrible. I'm Kate Torber and this week I've gone down a rabbit hole of TikToks about capsule wardrobes and I need to talk to you guys about it because I came across some life-changing tips. So for people that don't know, what is a capsule wardrobe, Kate? So basically, it's a wardrobe you put together of limited clothes. However, they all seem to complement each other and go together. So it's rather than going out and buying just random clothes, you really think about it. So this girl on TikTok had a list of sort of everything that you need in a capsule wardrobe. So it's very basic things like a white t-shirt, a black singlet, a white bodysuit, like just things that will all go together. And I found it really helpful. It seemed really obvious. It seems to sort of be pushing against the fast fashion trend and a lot of those statement pieces because you're buying, well, you're investing in clothes that you're going to wear for a long time. I heard this really good tip that you should take a photo of your clothes that you buy and put them in a folder in your phone. So when you go to purchase a new item of clothing, you can look at the photos and make sure it goes with everything. Kate, I'm on the capsule wardrobe train with you. I need new clothes because I hate everything I own. Yeah, that's basically why I've been doing some research because basically the promise is if you have a capsule wardrobe, you will have so many different interchangeable items that you'll be able to make so many more outfit combinations. Kate, you shared this really great tip with me about jeans that this stylist put up. And basically is that you shouldn't focus on the style of the jeans necessarily at first, but you should look at how long the zip is. So if the zip goes the full way, apparently that's way more flattering than a zip that goes halfway because then it makes it look like you've got camel toe. Yeah, I found that really funny because the girl had this great example. And I'm like, I've never thought of it, but those jeans do look really bad. Kate, I know you made a sneaky purchase before we started recording. I feel like you need to share some of the items you're buying in our Facebook community. Look, I don't think anyone wants to take fashion advice from me, but I'm I'm happy to share at my journey for a capsule wardrobe because I need all the advice I can get. Now, on today's show, Jade Tunchi's not-so-magical time in Disneyland, the anonymous influencer couple caught out asking for wedding freebies, and Molly May's controversial wardrobe tour. But first, Aussie influencer M Davies is under fire for asking her followers if she and fellow influencer Lily Brown would regret consuming a weed brownie. M posted the story to her 368,000 followers while she and Lily were on their way to the airport to catch a flight to Bali. Now, for reference, Indonesia has some of the strictest drug laws in the world, including death by firing squad. So if it's safe to say that this wasn't meant to go public... No, I think we can safely assume that this was meant for M. Davies' close friends list and it was not intended for the public at all. So in the photo, we see M. and Lily in the car and M. is holding the brownie in question and Lily is doing the thumbs up. So the caption read, are we going to regret eating this weed brownie on our way to the airport? M. then gave her followers the option to vote yes or no. Now, the post was deleted shortly after, but it was up long enough for influencer watchdog Celeb Spellcheck to screenshot it. So she shared the most epic caption with this post. She wrote, MDMA and Lily Brownie. Now, that was classic. I just love that Celeb Spellcheck managed to get her hands on this because it had only been live for four minutes before it got the dirty delete. 
Slip spell check has spies everywhere. What on earth were they thinking, even posting this to their close friends? Well, that's what a lot of people were saying in the comment section. So as you can imagine, the comment section absolutely blew up with posts. Someone wrote, why on earth would these women share this on their story? Whilst another said, on the way to Bali, yeah, nothing bad ever happened to anyone mm. who mixed barley and weed. Now, Celeb Spellchat actually responded to that comment and tagged Chappelle Corby and wrote, thoughts. Amy, I feel like you have a bit to say about this. Yeah, well, long-time listeners will know that I actually did my thesis at uni on the Chappelle Corby case, and I very much believe in Chappelle Corby's innocence. And we actually recorded a podcast about why we think Chappelle is innocent, and that's all in the show notes below. So for those who aren't across the case, Chappelle was arrested in Bali in 2004 when she was just 27 years old. So she was accused of smuggling marijuana into Bali in a boogie board bag. And it's just so wild because growing up, As millennials, we've been exposed to so many high-profile cases involving young Australians getting caught smuggling drugs in Bali. So there was also the Bali Nine. There was Michelle Leslie who got caught with an ecstasy tablet. And we all know the repercussions of taking drugs into Bali. It's death by firing squad. But also not even smuggling drugs into Mm. the country. There's also been Michelle Leslie, as you said, Amy. She was caught in possession of drugs in Bali and she did face a number of days behind bars. Luckily, she did get off. But it's not the case for all Australians Mm. or all people people traveling there it's very serious if you were caught with drugs over there but the thing is they've got a weed brownie there what if one of them put it in their bag and forgot about it and they found it that's actually bringing drugs into bali i just don't understand why you would even want to take drugs before a flight like i'm going to put it out there i've never done drugs i'm very anti-drugs and i just don't understand why you would want to smell like drugs walking into an airport when you have all those sniffer dogs i mean i get nervous even getting off the flight when i know that there's nothing in my bag. Mm. That's the thing. Considering they did admit to consuming the brownie on the way to the airport, it's obvious that when they were flying, they were under the influence of drugs. I do have to point out that you can't get in trouble for being under the influence if you are caught by a police officer in Bali. However, you can get in trouble for very small possession of well, drugs. They're not drug testing people before they, you know, when they get off their flight. The interesting thing is, though, we saw the response when Nadia Bartel was caught sniffing the white substance on the Kmart plate. Well, it's safe to say it was cocaine. I think yeah. she's come out and apologised yeah. about it. But she became quite a legend on Instagram. And I wonder if that's going to happen with Lily and M because everyone's been having a bit of a laugh about it when there is sort of, there is a more serious side to it. The whole serious side is the fact that they were on their way to Bali. And the scary thing is that I worry that it will influence other young people to take the same risks mm. that they're taking. And they're serious risks, as we said. If that got into their bag and they forgot about it, they could be in a Bali jail right now. Now, while I've stated that it's obviously not our personal preference to do drugs, I know there are a lot of people that do smoke marijuana, that do dabble in drugs, and that's clearly your own personal preference and you take on the risk associated with that. But again, it's important to point out that marijuana is considered a class A drug in Indonesia. And that's why I was so worried when I saw them playing around and messing around with weed brownies before going to Bali, because a lot of people wouldn't consider it was a very serious drug, but it is considered serious in Bali. Now let's bring up the mood a little bit, because my favorite part of this story is the fact that before the brownie post was published, Earlier in the day, the girls had posted themselves having to throw out their takeaway coffees because they weren't sure if they contained full cream. Oh my God. Here's what they said. We just got coffees, guys. <laughs> and now we're shitting ourselves that they are full cream milk. I can't. I just don't know. We can't, we can't tell. Mm. 
run the old gauntlet. Where are you going? Do you, re do you reckon? No, I reckon we're sweet. I reckon we're sweet. We'll know about it <laughs> in the next half an hour if we're not. I would rather sweet. not die not and get to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> or on the plane. In the bin they go. <laughs> Not worth, not worth the risk. <laughs> Don't you love it that they didn't want to get the shits on the plane, but they didn't mind being stoned on the plane? Like, who knows how <laughs> marijuana is going to affect you? I've this heard was bad classic. stories about those brownies as well. Yeah, that's the thing. People can have really serious side effects. Now, this is not M. Davies' first rodeo. She posted a sus photo that was meant for her close friends list a couple of years ago. So Celeb Spellcheck previously shared a Snapchat screenshot that allegedly showed M admitting to doing drugs prior to boarding another flight. So the photo allegedly featured a filtered image of M with accompanying text that read, sick, don't have my ID on me because I did lines with it all weekend. Now I can't get on my flight because it links to an international flight. So I have to wait for hours to get another one. So there's a history here of her sharing stupid shit to her hundreds of thousands of followers. Do you not think you'd learn from the first mm. instance? I know. It's like those people that film themselves on the road speeding and then put it up on YouTube. Like, what is this desire to share yourself doing the wrong thing? Yeah, well, despite the fact that M initially deleted this post, she and Lily decided to address the backlash during their trip to Bali. So the story has attracted a lot of media attention. So they must have assumed it was just best to laugh it off. So while sipping on cocktails by the pool, they did this Q&A. And I did love the fact that they referenced celeb spell check. So they referred to themselves as MDMA and Little Brownie. So they did have some fun with it. So one user wrote, how did the brownie go? And they simply did a photo back of themselves doing the chef's kiss sign. Another follower wrote, was the brownie good though? Because that's the best idea I've ever seen, to be honest. Let's throw to what they said. Yes. That really pisses me off seeing that. I don't know why. It just really makes me angry. Are we getting old or are we just No, angry? I just think that's dumb. Like, why are you then gloating about it? I don't know how brands feel about this because we saw a lot of brands distance themselves from Nadia Bartel when she was caught out doing cocaine during a lockdown. I suppose there was the added element of her breaking out of lockdown as well. But I think most people are pretty shocked about the drug use. So I wonder if Lily and Em will cop the same thing or if everyone's just like, oh, it's funny because I've done it and it's mm. so it's funny. I also didn't think it was appropriate for M to go into details about where she bought the brownie from. And then later in the night, they also shared some Instagram stories of them telling everyone to get over it, get over the weed brownie stuff. And it's like, look, you guys are obviously loving the attention because you're doing a full Q&A about it. Mm. Obviously, you're getting quite a lot of engagement to your page. But at the end of the day, is this something that brands are going to be rewarding? Hope not. I find it funny because I feel like Lily Brown hasn't done anything relevant for so long. I think the last time was when she wore an inappropriate dress to a friend's wedding. Well, I actually like Lily Brown. So that's why it's kind of disappointing to see that. I just don't think that's something that you want to be laughing about. I mean, if I was them, I reckon maybe an apology to their younger followers. It's like 35 degrees. There's no wind. 
Controversial influencer Jade Tunchi is currently on a paid trip to explore America. So the USA's official travel and tourism organization, which goes under the name Visit USA, has invited a number of Aussie influencers, including fitness influencer Sophie Jane Miller, to share about their jam-packed trips. Now, the pair have shared the not-so-glamorous side of their recent trip to Disneyland, and it got us thinking about the obligations of a paid influencer trip. Are you allowed to give your real opinion on the destination? Mm. Now, Kate, to kick us off, what were Jade and Sophie's thoughts about Disneyland? Well, there were the promotional posts which made it look really nice, but then there was a lot of whinging about Disneyland amongst it. There was a lot of complaining about having to wait in lines, about the wind, about the heat. And I just found the whole thing very ungrateful. So for as an example, Jade shared vision of this massive line at the Indiana Jones's ride and wrote sarcastically, even the line for Indiana Jones was cool. She then went on to complain about another ride saying that it wasn't her favorite because the seat belts were wet and it made their clothes smell. Now it got to the end of the day and there was this really cool parade and it had a lot of Disney floats. It kind of looked like the Christmas pageant on steroids. And instead of saying how magical it was, Jade decided to say this part of the day felt like a fever dream. It was like 11.30 p.m. and this same song played for 20 minutes during a light parade. Now, I feel like we've all been there on holidays when you've just had a really big day, you've had enough, but do you guys think it was appropriate to share what she really thought when she was getting all of this ama- these amazing experiences for free? Well, I feel like her reaction has to do with the fact that she obviously goes on a lot of influencer trips where brands absolutely roll out the red carpet and she's given everything, mm. everything she wants. And in this situation, this trip has been going on for a number of weeks now. And I assume that this tourism operator didn't give them the passes, which makes you be able to push in front of people for the line. So I feel like they're a little bit pissed off about that. Yeah, so are we sure that this part of her trip was actually gifted? The yes, Disneyland? Yes. Of course it was because there were so many Instagram stories about it. I mean, I think if you're being flown over to the US to do a tourism promotion, you're going to get a free yeah, trip to Disneyland. It totally was. They had all the hashtags included. Also, Sophie Miller had paid partnership on all of her Disney posts. Yeah. So the trip has been completely paid for. So they're getting a free trip, but they're also being paid to be on the trip. And I, we've got to point out, we did mention it, I think a couple of episodes ago, but it was really strange to see Sophie Miller pop up with Jade Tunchi. So Sophie is a smaller influencer. She's got around the 90,000 mark on Instagram. And she's also got her own drink bottle company at the moment. I think it's more turning into more merchandise, but I enjoy following Sophie. She's really close friends with Georgia Richards. So I found this pairing quite strange, but Sophie was also whinging about the day, which is quite unlike her. Yeah. The thing is I'm in two minds about it because as an influencer, should you be allowed to share the reality of one of these paid trips? Because it is more relatable when you're complaining about something, Mm. but I think it just leaves a bad taste in people's mouths when they know that that said influencer is being paid to be on the trip. Is it relatable to whinge about an all-expenses-paid trip to Disneyland, though? I'm sure Jade's going to come out soon then and say, I was joking, because that's how it all seems to go. She says these sarcastic comments. Did anyone else think that Sophie Miller seemed really impressed with Jade? It was almost like that cool girl thing where Jade was complaining, so she thought she should complain. Regina George wore flip-flops and army pants, so I wore. <laughs> we'll have to put a thread in our Facebook group because I'd love to know what our listeners think about this one. Angels, welcome back, first of all. Okay, hello. Um, so, 
I've just booked a holiday to Ibiza, um, leaving in six days' time. Now, on Tuesday, we discussed how Elle Darby had prematurely changed her Instagram handle to her married name, Elle Swift. Now, Elle actually did come out and explain that she had requested the name change. And because she's got a blue tick, she assumed it would take a lot more time than it did to get approved. It basically got approved straight away. So that is the reasoning, apparently, behind the name change. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Now, on the topic of influencer weddings in Ibiza, because, of course, as we mentioned on Tuesday, Elle and Con are getting married in Ibiza. They announced it on their accounts the other day. This old story back in from back in January has been dragged up. So basically, this UK singer called Jamie Mathers Back in January, he put out some tweets and they were screenshots of a message that he had back and forth with a influencer. So the male influencer was a part of a big influencer couple in the UK. And basically, this guy had reached out asking if James Mathers could perform at his wedding. Now, he wanted Mathers to fly out to Ibiza and perform for an hour But he also asked for a personal song to be written about the couple. Oh, seems fair enough. He wanted this all for free. So I want him to fit his own airfares as well. Yes. So I think the whole thing was meant to be for free. It was meant to be for exposure. I would really like to read through the messages because I found them quite funny. Who would like to be the anonymous male influencer? I can be. Okay. Hey, bro, me and blank are getting married next August 16th. It's going to be Mr. Blank. (laughs) We're getting married next August 16th in Ibiza and we love your personal songs. If you're free, do you fancy flying out? Hey, mate, congrats. I'm actually free, which is a miracle for summer. All sounds good. Let me know what you're looking for and I'll fire some prices over. I've got 50% off until New Year's Day too. Smiley face. We want one of your songs written for us and maybe an hour set too. But Naji, we're not really paying the suppliers. We'll do promo posts and what we charge for promo is way more than any track. I'd rather the money though, thanks. If I need the promo, how'd you find me? Bro, it's a wedding with a shitload of other influencers with big money there. Think of the reach. Ah, excellent. A wedding full of other people with lots of money that want me to do free shit for them for free for free promo. Sign me up, bro. (laughs) This tweet has gone absolutely viral. It received over 50,000 likes and James ended up sharing the message he sent to the undisclosed influencer, which then read... Hey, I just wanted to say that inadvertently your message ended up leading to more reach than what I'd have dreamt of from playing your day and my inquiries have gone mental. So fair is fair. I'd actually like to offer you a song for free for your day and I don't want any exposure in return. But genuinely, the way you approach this conversation was shocking, man. I get your line of work gets you certain things in exchange for promo, but that shouldn't be an expectation if you've approached someone. Now, the influencer replied saying, bro, you have no idea how much issues this has caused and we are going to have to change the wedding date because of your post. Thanks for not giving out our names, though. I don't think it would be a good idea you being at the wedding because I think people might catch on and we don't want that shit, but appreciate it. Now, a lot of people have drawn the obvious conclusion that this was Con Swift, Elle's partner, because, of course, they're getting married in Ibiza in August. However, on Tattle Life, some people have pointed out, well, Con actually isn't verified on Twitter, which was where the messages were sent, and the screenshot is of someone that had Twitter verification. 
There also have been a lot of Ibiza influencer weddings of late. So Holly Hagen from Geordie Shaw got married in Ibiza and Lucy and Luke from Love Island are also set to wed in Ibiza. So it could have been one of them. It could have been someone else completely. I do find it pretty funny that the person had to change their wedding date. Well, that's the thing. El Darby previously got called out for contacting hotels and asking for free accommodation. So she does have a history of doing these sort of things. I know I don't really need to do a disclaimer because a lot of you will understand, but I just want to also say this is not me in any way showing off. I just know you guys really wanted to see this room because you absolutely loved my last wardrobe video that I did. This week, I was left pretty captivated by Molly May's recent YouTube video, and it was all about her new walk-in wardrobe. Did you guys watch the video? I did. I loved it. I thought it was a little bit strange, though, that she was actually sharing this after all the dramas she had following the robbery. That's And that's, of course, where all of her designer gear was stolen. Yeah, that's the thing that stood out to me. I was really surprised that this video actually went up because after Molly and Tommy got robbed, Molly's behavior changed a lot online. So you wouldn't see her with much designer jewelry. Mm. She was really careful about where she went and she spoke about how it's really impossible to keep her house a secret because she's papped so often. So I found this all very strange because... If you look at her wardrobe, you could very clearly see that there was a big window on the outside. And I think if you found out where her house was, you could quite easily locate this room. And then you basically know the whole floor plan of where everything is. There have been a lot of UK influencers lately putting up really grotesque displays of their wealth. Saffron Barker has been another one. And whilst, you know, it's great that these women have built up their own empire, I sometimes think... Who do they think is that happy for them? Because these houses are absolute mansions that no one can relate to. The thing with Saffron Barker's house tour is that not once did she say, thank you so much, everyone that follows me, because you guys make it possible. Even if they don't mean it. Yeah. You know, play the PR game and say it. Well, Molly May inserted the little disclaimer. Her wardrobe was insane. So think about the Kardashian wardrobes. Molly took inspiration from Chloe's wardrobe. So it was very centered around her active wear, which I found it strange because she's always saying that she never goes to the gym. <laughs> she so, needs that inspo cake from her new wardrobe. Yeah, well, apparently Tommy came in and was like, what are all these gym clothes? You never <laughs> go. And she literally had a section. One was for the tights that she wears to the gym and they were perfectly color coordinated. And then the other ones were the section of tights she wears around the house. And then she goes, oh, you guys will know that I never wear bike shorts or shorts but then she had literally like 50 pairs of bike shorts is this another version of the capsule wardrobe (laughs) well yeah i mean it's literally here's everything you could ever want underneath though there were these drawers and she pulled them out and everything was folded maria Kondo style but even neater than that and all i could think was this wardrobe is going to be messed up within a week knowing her because she always goes on how messy she is she's taken us into her wardrobe before and it's absolute shambles there's no way she's going to be folding those t-shirts back into those tiny little packages where were tommy's clothes that's what i wanted to know does he have his own walk-in wardrobe it's not even a wardrobe it's actually a room it's an enormous room for them i'm sure there's another wing of the house where he's got his clothes I think it's strange that she shared the wardrobe tour. However, then they must be making a lot of money, these influencers showing off this their houses because so many of them now have these separate Instagram accounts just for the houses. 
I know that I tune into this sort of content for the aspirational side of things. So you kind of watch because you're like, one day I would love to be able to have this. So I think this sort of content does have its place. However, I think there are a few question marks over it purely because everyone loves Molly Mae. Everyone's concerned about her ensuring that she is safe Mm. in the house. Yeah. I just want to know when I do see these vlogs, particularly Saffron Barker's vlog about her whole house reno, what those builders are thinking. Like these builders are there every day. Are they thinking, who the hell is this kid? Well, particularly Molly May's builders because she purchased the house and it had just been fully renovated (laughs) by these builders. And then she came in and said, no, I want everything changed. And there's been quite a lot of influences, I think, from a local perspective. Sarah's day, she bought this mansion in Cronulla and everything had to change. Like, is it because they need a project and or or is it because their house is like their set? It needs to be so they have to have their aesthetic. Well, as Brandon told me when I was complaining about it, he's like, as if you wouldn't do this if you could. And I think that's everyone. Everyone be making an enormous wardrobe for themselves and having everything folded in a wanky way. Um, It's quite funny. I was just thinking about what it would look like if you had, say you rented her house and you had that wardrobe for yourself. Imagine Mm. putting your own shitty clothes in there. Like they wouldn't be that aesthetic. You'd have just, you know, your old shit. They take a quarter of the room. Yeah. (laughs) What else am I supposed to put in here? Well, today's podcast was recorded on the traditional land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. And we pay respect to elders past and present. If you did like the podcast, can you please leave us a five-star review? And don't forget to join in on all the conversations going on in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast.